Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. The reading is from James chapter 2. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, must not show favouritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there, or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonoured the poor. It is not the rich who are exploiting you. Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbour as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favouritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, you shall not commit adultery, also said, you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. This is the word of the Lord. So we are continuing our sermon series at the moment in the letter of James. And thanks to Jean for reading our passage this morning. Just to remind ourselves then, this writer James was actually Jesus' brother. And he wrote the letter about 20 years after Jesus' death and resurrection to try to help a group of Christians who were arguing a lot. This book is a bit like a training manual for living life as a Christian. James wanted to stop the bickering and the, and the bad feeling, to get them to live well together. And the advice that he gave these early Christians is, is brilliant advice for us too in 2021, as we've been finding out over the past few weeks. 
I'm going to pick out just a couple of the things that James says in our passage to talk about this morning. Today's passage begins with some strong advice about favoritism. In fact, it couldn't be more clear. In verse 1 of chapter 2, James doesn't mince his words. He says, if we are believers in Christ Jesus, then it is not okay to have favorites or to show favoritism. In fact, even more than that, he says, we must not show favoritism. And he paints a little picture of what he means in verses 2 and 3, saying, two men attend a meeting, one a rich man wearing fine clothes and a gold ring, and the other a poor man in filthy clothes. He goes on to say that if the rich man is treated well, offered a chair to sit on and treated politely, but the poor man is treated horribly, then those people who welcome them have judged them. Treating people with disrespect or making assumptions based on what they look like or what they have is completely alien to the character and the will of God. So if we're in training to to grow more like God, then we're not to behave like that ourselves. So my first point, because I have three, is why is favoritism forbidden? Well, because it's not part of God's character and we want to grow to be more like Jesus, more like God, sorry. Do you remember Sheridan's game a moment ago at the beginning of our service? It was a bit of a silly game with those faces, but it did make a serious point. He treated Josh much better than he treated Alice. He showed favoritism, which is not okay. It's so easy to have favourites and to treat people differently. But the challenge for us is to be different to the rest of the world. And always the best place to go when we need advice or guidance is to the person of Jesus. To look at the way that Jesus treated people and what he had to say about them. Jesus' whole life was a masterclass in treating all people with love and kindness, with compassion and empathy. He actively reached out to people who the rest of the world treated shabbily and with contempt, and he showed them God's love. In fact, Jesus said time and time again that the kingdom of God was for people such as these. In light of this, what on earth are we doing if we do anything other than treat all people with the love that he showed? And what's more, Jesus' mission was to save everyone, not just the wealthy or the religious or the kind or the good-looking, but everyone. Jesus died on the cross so that we can all be forgiven and have the chance of salvation if you want to accept it. So why is favoritism forbidden? It's forbidden because it's not part of God's character and we want to grow more like God, but also because Jesus came to save everyone and he did not have favourites. In Mark 12, Jesus says to the teachers of the law, love your neighbour as yourself. And this is the same reminder that James gives us in verse 8 here. If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, if you love your neighbour as yourself, you are doing right. In the book of Luke, Jesus is asked, who is my neighbour? And he goes on to tell a story to explain his answer. And we've got a little drama of that story to share with you now. There once was a shopkeeper from Salston who went on a journey to Croydon Town Centre. He loved the walk and he wanted to see if he could get anything for his shop. 
he travelled with fifty pounds in his pocket, as he was hoping to get as many delicious sweets and treats so he could sell them and make the children in Selsden happy. He was about halfway into his journey when two young guys came out of the blue, stole his money and beat him up. Oh, you, give me your money. No, but I guess we're just going to take it from you. <laughs> so unfortunately, the two young guys left with the money and they stood on his hand. Ow! So that was it, beaten up and mugged by two guys he would probably never see again. Just as he thought there was no one in sight, the shopkeeper could see someone walking towards him. He couldn't make out who it was because he had dust in his eye, but he was relieved to see anyone after what just happened. Help me, please. It was Gareth Southgate, the best thing for England in a long time. Everyone loves him. What a miracle. What a godsend for our poor friend the shopkeeper. Although, it seems he's crossing the road and walking out the other side to avoid the shopkeeper. That's awkward. About an hour's gone by, and the shopkeeper's starting to get cold. It's really cold now. But on the bright side, Tom Daly is doing his rounds in Croydon in his car. Come to show everyone his medals. Surely when he drives past, he will see this person in need. Please, help me. Tom is slowing down. He's about to stop. He's thinking about it. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, he's sped up now and has driven off. Oh dear, it's starting to get very late. The shopkeeper is getting very hungry. He is tired and in pain. There is very little hope. But then, a man who looked very much like Donald Trump. But of course, that would be too political. So instead, let's call him Ronald Crump. Ronald is walking up towards the poor shopkeeper... Oh, no! Now, Ronald wasn't very popular, and he didn't help himself at all. No one liked him. He used to pick his nose. He didn't share anything with anyone. He never did the washing up. And he wouldn't be seen in a million years talking to someone from Selsden. <laughs> but when Ronald saw the shopkeeper's wounds and realised the painful situation, he picks the shopkeeper up takes him to the nearby hotel and pays for him for an entire week to live there. It's on me! When they were in the car, they got to know each other and realised they had nothing in common. They didn't even speak the same language. However, Ronald Crump left his credit card with him and said, Here's my card and here's my phone number. Give me a ring if you need any help. Ronald ordered a shopping delivery to the shopkeeper's house for an entire year after that and kept visiting him in Salston to see if he was okay. Ronald was the only person who stopped that day. The others saw the need, but they chose to ignore it. This might be what the story of the Good Samaritan looks like today. <laughs> Thanks, gang. What I like about this parable that Jesus told is the way that he turned things upside down. The man who came to the rescuer of the shopkeeper in our drama wasn't the man who was universally admired for being a sports coach or the Olympic gold medal winner, but the controversial Ronald Crump. In the Bible, the Samaritans were treated with suspicion and dislike, and yet it was the Samaritan who came to the rescue of the injured man and took care of him. He showed love 
towards his neighbor. And Jesus is telling us here that this is the way to live a life of faith. So our third point as to why favoritism is forbidden is that Jesus told us to love our neighbors as ourselves. So what does that mean for us in South Croydon in August 2021? It's pretty unlikely we're going to have to rescue anyone from robbers today. But we might admit to ourselves that we don't always treat people as well as Jesus would want us to. We might be guilty of showing favoritism to one group of people over another, as the first bit of James described today. But the challenge that is there for us to give some thought and prayer to the way that we love and care for people. Perhaps we can be a bit cliquey here in church, sticking to the comfort of our own friends and not really making the effort to welcome or get to know others. Or maybe we need to work harder at some of our relationships with family members or with somebody that we see every day in our physical neighborhood or or someone that we work with. Perhaps we could think about the way that we love our planet. Perhaps James's prompt to love our neighbor could be as simple as inviting somebody to rendezvous this week or giving up a few hours to help there. Now, everyone should find that they've been given a love heart. If you haven't been given a love heart, do give us a wave, because I think we've got, Roger might have a few more, just in case. We're not going to write anything down with this love heart, but all we're going to do is hold it in our hands. It says, love your neighbor on it. And we're just going to have a moment to think about who we can show love to this week. Are there situations where you won't allow favoritism to get in and ruin relationships? Can we work on that this week? Where you can take opportunities to share Jesus' love with other people. While you're holding your love heart, I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the reminder in James to live a life that pleases you. Please help us with the things that we find hard. Help us to love our neighbours and to treat people fairly. Prompt us, we pray, to look out for people who need your love and give us the bravery and confidence to take you with us and share your love in our coming week. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon Podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week.